This week's edition of the Detroit Bureau's Headlight News is brought to you by Toyota. Take your adventures further with the RAV4 Hybrid's advanced engine that produces an ample 219 combined net horsepower and has an EPA-estimated 40 combined MPG. A hybrid-exclusive XSE-grade pushes it further with its sport-tuned suspension and styling. This is TheDetroitBureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein. Welcome. It was a busy week in the automotive world, and here are some of the big stories we've been covering on TheDetroitBureau.com. Toyota has been slow to enter the battery electric vehicle market, but the automaker is determined to catch up. It announced a $35 billion program to have 30 long-range models on sale by the end of the decade. And its luxury brand, Lexus, is expected to switch entirely to battery power by 2030, starting with the new RZ450e. But Toyota CEO Akio Toyota said the Japanese carmaker still expects most of its sales to come from conventional and plug-in hybrids. Meanwhile, Rivian laid out plans to add a second EV assembly plant. The $5 billion factory will be built just outside Atlanta. Rivian has just begun delivering its first product, the all-electric R1T pickup, and it's set to launch the R1S sport utility vehicle next year. The Biden administration rolled out a plan to start building a nationwide network of 500,000 EV charging stations. It'll make use of $5 billion set aside as part of the new U.S. infrastructure bill. The EV charging action plan puts an emphasis on rural, disadvantaged, and hard-to-reach locations. Today, there are about 43,000 public charging locations in the U.S., nearly a third of those in California, the largest market for battery electric vehicles. We reviewed the new Hyundai Ioniq 5 this week. It starts at just under $40,000 before federal and state incentives. EVs still cost more than comparable gas-powered bottles, but the coming year should see several debut at under $30,000. Overall, the number of long-range models will quadruple by the end of 2022. Commercial vehicle buyers were slow to embrace electrification, but that's changing fast. General Motors' new Brightrop subsidiary delivered its first all-electric delivery van. Ford, Rivian, and Nikola are now rolling out electric trucks as well. The news wasn't all EV last week. We got a good look at the 2022 Mazda Miata as well as a new Genesis G90 sedan. But battery cars are dominating the headlines. GMC revealed its electric Sierra Denali pickup, and Mercedes-Benz teased the EQXX. That concept vehicle is expected to get over 600 miles range, and a production version should debut in 2022. Meanwhile, the DetroitBureau.com reported that Mercedes' performance brand, AMG, is on its way to going all-electric as well. It plans to introduce a plug-in hybrid version of the GT sports car next year and an AMG-only BEV by mid-decade. Finally, some good news after a year of shortages and rising prices. A new study by Fitch Solutions predicts the semiconductor shortage will soon come to an end, meaning increased dealer inventories and lower consumer prices. The study also sees gas prices dipping back down after the big surge this past year. And those are the stories making headlines on thedetroitbureau.com. Now for the week's top story, here's Joe Sesney. Thanks, Paul. Finding ways to charge up the coming wave of electric vehicles is a top issue for automakers. Electrification and charging cannot be separated, noted Ford executives during the company's rollout of Ford Pro Charging for commercial customers last week. Ford is offering to help design, build, and maintain the charging network for new EV fleets, which will also get special software to help keep vehicle batteries fully charged. The effort also promises commercial customers access to more than 70,000 public chargers. The company will even install chargers in the homes of employees who keep electric vehicles overnight. 
Ford's not the only automaker working on the issue, though. Volkswagen is spending $20 million to prepare more than 600 U.S. dealers for the transition to EVs. The plan calls for dealers in the program to enhance consumer access to service centers and high-capacity chargers. Automakers aren't the only ones looking to grow the number of chargers. The Biden administration is also speeding up the efforts to roll out 500,000 new EV chargers as part of the recently passed infrastructure bill. To do so, the administration plans to set up a new federal agency staffed by the Department of Transportation and the Department of Energy to oversee the expansion of the charging network across the country. That's this week's top story. Now let's go back to Paul, who has this week's review. Thanks, Joe. The 2022 Hyundai Ioniq 5 marks the automaker's second entry into the long-range EV market, following the Kona EV. But Ioniq is the first using a unique skateboard-like platform. It's got a lot going for it, starting with its exterior design. Ioniq 5 borrows a few details, like the sharply creased door panels from the more familiar Tucson, but the nearly grillless nose with its distinctive parametric pixel headlights turned heads wherever I drove during a recent trip to San Diego. The new eGMP platform that it rides on gives Ioniq 5 a longer wheelbase than the three-row Hyundai Palisade, yet overall it's only about as long as a conventional Tucson. But wait till you slip inside. The cabin is cavernous. Hyundai designers recapturing space normally taken up by an engine compartment. Ionic 5 puts its motors and batteries below the flat load floor. Three trim packages and a variety of powertrain configurations are offered, starting with a base single-motor model, making 218 horsepower and getting 220 miles range. A twin-motor all-wheel drive version bumps that up to 320 horsepower, while an extended battery pack delivers a maximum 303 miles per charge. I drove the Hyundai Ioniq 5 Limited through the mountains outside San Diego and was impressed with its performance as well as its handling. It has a great launch feel hitting 60 in barely 5 seconds and still offers passing power at 80. There's a lot to like about the high-tech interior with its twin screens, but I wish there were a few more knobs and buttons, especially for the steering wheel and seat heaters. With a starting price of $39,700 before delivery fees and incentives, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the more affordable battery electric vehicles on the market. And with its mix of features, great design, a roomy interior, and that ephemeral fun-to-drive factor, I expect a lot of potential EV buyers will be checking it out. That's this week's review, and now Mike Strong will look at what's coming up in the week ahead. Thanks, Paul. The week of Christmas is typically pretty quiet, as much of the industry slows down for the long holiday weekend. And, for now, this year it's shaping up to follow the trend. However, we do have a few things to focus on, starting with two new reviews. Late yesterday, we were able to offer up our driving impressions on the new Mercedes-AMG version of the luxury German automaker's EQS all-electric sedan. We've already spent time in the original EQS this summer, but let's just say the AMG version does not disappoint. We followed that up with our review of the new Subaru WRX earlier today. The WRX enjoys a strong following among those who love rally car racing, as well as those who like to have fun driving in the snow. Much like the aforementioned EQS, we weren't disappointed. While the car business may be looking for a slow week, we're putting together some more in-depth stories about the industry. Concerns about the environment are a primary motivator for many to go out and buy an electric vehicle. However, detractors often point out the batteries don't recycle well. We've got a report that suggests that's not truly the case anymore. 
Since we're on a glide path into that special time with jolly old St. Nick, we'll have a few holiday-themed stories to share. Some will be helpful, others just fun, and all were the read. Of course, we'll keep an eye out for any early news tied to the Consumer Electronics Show, which starts right after the new year, as well as any other breaking news. That's all for this week. Now, let's go to Larry Prince to go back in time with a look at this week in Automotive History. Thanks, Mike. Time to take a road trip back into the self-propelled past with this week in automotive history. University professors everywhere rejoice this week in 1949 when the first Saab rolls off the assembly line in Trollhattan, Sweden. The green Saab 92 is powered by a transversely mounted water-cooled two-stroke two-cylinder engine driving the front wheels. Produced through 1956, it would not be sold in America. That honor would fall to the Saab 93 in 1957. Basically a Saab 92 with more horsepower thanks to its three-cylinder two-stroke engine. On this week in 1987, the last American Motors-designed Eagle station wagon rolls off the assembly line in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Derived from the 1978 AMC Concorde, which is derived from the 1970 AMC Hornet, the Eagle is basically a Concorde station wagon fitted with four-wheel drive. The Eagle is built from 1979 through 1987 and is discontinued by the Chrysler Corporation, which acquires AMC that same year. In 2000, General Motors announces it is closing Oldsmobile, the oldest automotive brand in America. The brand that pioneered mass production, V8 engines, automatic transmissions, and front-wheel drive would be gone by 2004. Yet that isn't the only brand that GM shut down this week. A decade later, in 2009, GM announces it is shutting down Saab after a last-ditch attempt at selling the Swedish automaker to Dutch sports car manufacturer Spyker. GM initially invested in Saab in 1989, acquiring the remaining shares of the company in 2000. But GM is unable to make the brand profitable, and with its own future in doubt, the company shuts down operations, much to the dismay of college professors everywhere. And that's the road we've traveled this week in automotive history. For TheDetroitBureau.com, I'm Larry Prince. Thanks, Larry, and that's it for now. You've been listening to TheDetroitBureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein.